Bismillah, alhamdulillah, assalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Kitab al-Siyam, the book pertaining to fasting. And Sheikh Mansour, he said, Munasabatul Bab, the appropriateness of this chapter is of course after the author he spoke about prayer and that which is relating to it and he spoke about zakah and the regulations pertaining to zakah then now he speaks about the fourth pillar of Islam which is Siyam إِذْ هُوَ رَابِئَ أَرْكَانَ الْإِسْلَامِ وَرَتَّبَهَا الْمُؤَلِّفْ كَمَا وَرَدَتْ فِي حَدِيثِ عُمَرِ ابْنِ خَطَابٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ فِي قِصَةِ جِبْرِيلِ So what generally happens with the ulama when they speak about the fiqh of ibadah they use the tartib, they use the order which was found in the hadith of Umar radiallahu anhu in the hadith of Jibreel when the Prophet وسلم, Jibreel taught what were the arkan, what were the pillars of Islam so he started with the, uh, the salah and tahara is before salah because without tahara you cannot have salah and then it's the zakah and then it's the first thing and then it's the hajj this is what Sheikh Mansour is saying what is the uh, definition of Siyam? What is the definition of fasting? He says, Sheikh Mansour, Asiyam Lugatan. Siyam linguistically al imsak is imsak wal kaf wal imtina. This all means to withhold. Yuqalisakit, it's said to one who is silent, swaimun. That the silent person who is withholding from speech, he is swaim. He is not speaking, he is swaim. Because he's withholding from speech. And from this is the statement of Maryam in the Quran. That verily I have made a vow to Allah جل, the merciful that I will be solemn, that I will be in a state of solemn. So I won't speak to anybody today. So she's withholding from speech. That means that she is sa'im uh, linguistically. Sharran, uh, what is the definition of siyam or fasting technically? Uh, in, in the Sharia it is imsak an ashya it is to withhold from certain things with an intention fi zamanin mu'ayyin in a particular period of time min shaqsin makhsus and this is to be done from a specific person or another ta'rif which is given and it's a more comprehensive one in my humble opinion is المفطرات, it is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by withholding from those things which break the fast من الفجر, from the uh, the rising from the coming of fajr the second fajr الشمس, until the sun has set okay and these these ta'rif these definitions can be found in kishaf al-qina and matl al-qina of imam al-bahuti From the evidences which show us that fasting in Ramadan is obligatory is what is found in Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala alladheena min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. Oh you who believe, kutiba alaykum usiyam. Kutiba him, this word means it's been legislated for you, written upon you. Legislated meaning it's obligatory, it's worthy. It's been kutiba alaykum fasting as it was kutiba, as it was legislated upon those who came before you in the hope that you will gain taqwa. La'allakum tattaqun. And in the hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, the hadith of Ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah, we have the hadith bunya al-Islam ala khams. That 
that Islam was built upon five pillars. Shahadati an la ilaha illallah, giving the testimony of faith that there is none that deserves to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah azawajal, wa anna Muhammad rasulullah, and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger, final messenger, wa iqam salah and establishing the prayer, wa ita'i zakah, and to give the zakah, wa haddil bayt, and to make hajj to the house, wa salmi ramadan, and to fast. Right? So if Islam is built on these things, it means without these foundations, there is no Islam. Therefore, it's obligatory to do these matters. So fasting is proved uh, with these evidences and many more, and also ijma', also consensus of the ulama. Imam al-Bahuti, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions in Rawd al-Murba' his explanation of Zad al-Mustaqniya, that fasting was made obligatory upon the Prophet Muhammad in the second year of Hijrah. And the Prophet fasted. How many Ramadans did the Prophet fast? Question to yourselves. How many Ramadans did the Prophet fast? It's quite a difficult question. He fasted, the Prophet fasted nine Ramadans. Two of them were 30 days, and the rest of them, the seven, were 29 days. And this was mentioned by Sheikh Samir Suqair in his explanation of Rawd al Murbit. Uh, the author Al Hajawi he says, Yajibu Samu Ramadan bi Ru'yati Hilal. Yajibu Samu Ramadan bi Ru'yatil Hilal. It's obligatory to fast Ramadan once the Hilal, once the full moon of that month has been sighted. And the Ba here is Lisababiya. The Ba bi Ru'yati is Sababiya, meaning that that is the cause for. Uh, your fasting is the ru'ya of the hilal, is the seeing of this uh, of the uh, moon. طيب يجب على الناس يوم رمضان إذا إذا وجد أحد أمرين. منصور شيخ منصور he says حفظ الله that fasting Ramadan is obligatory if one of two things happen. ru'ya ya tuhilal Ramadan that the person sees the month of Ramadan. Okay, then the people have to fast, and this is by ijma. And also in Bukhari Muslim from the hadith of Abu Hurairah anhu, the Prophet said, Sumu di ru'yatihi wa di ru'yatihi. Fast when you see the moon and break the fast, meaning the end of the month, when you see the moon. So uh, once the moon is seen, then it's obligatory upon people to fast. And some of the ulama, as mentioned by Sheikh Samir Suqayr in Rawd al his explanation of Rawd, he said that this is even if the moon is seen via telescope, etc., did that ru'ya, then that sighting counts. The second thing which causes Ramadan fasting to be obligatory is ikmal iddati sha'ban 30 yawman, that to complete sha'ban as a month, uh, 30 days, then this will bring about the fasting of Ramadan. The author, he says, فَإِن لَمْ يُرَى مَعَ صَحْوٍ لَيْلَةَ If the fast, if the, uh, if the uh, hilal, if the moon is not seen on the 30th night of Sha'ban, right? The 30th night, which the night is before the day. If it's not seen on the 30th night, Asbahu Muftirin. So if the moon is not seen on a clear night, okay, they go out and they look on the 30th night and they didn't see the moon, then the next day they don't fast. They wake up and they don't fast. However, when they go out on the 30th 
and they are looking for the moon, but the, there is a ghaym, there is a cloudy night, or qatrun, or there is a dusty, hazy type of night, then in this situation, in this situation, the apparent indication from the madhab that it's obligatory to fast this uh, the next day. Okay, So if the night is clear on the 30th night when they're looking for the moon and there's no moon to be seen, then they don't fast the next day. However, if the night was unclear due to clouds or due to uh, yani, uh, dust in the air, uh, thick dust, then in this situation, the madhab says that it's obligatory to fast the next day. So, Sheikh Mansour, Hafidullah, let's see what he says. He said, If the people don't see the, the hilal, the moon, on the 30th night, then this gives us two situations. That the 30th night is sahwan, that there's no clouds or anything of that nature, it's a clear night. So clouds don't come in between them and seeing the moon. Nor does, uh, nor does dust in the air uh, do uh, block the sighting of the moon. So in this situation, the 30th day, they do not fast. And it will be considered as the uh, completion of Sha'ban. The 30th day will be considered as the completion of Sha'ban. And it's obligatory to uh, not fast on this day. In fact, many of the ulama of the madhab, they say it's recommended not to fast this day. They don't say it's obligatory. And it's not fasted uh, as a day of Ramadan. And he says that this is the day of shak. And we know the hadith narrated by uh, in the books of Sunnah by Al-Arba'a, the Hadith Al-Amar ibn Yasir radiyallahu anhu said, Man sama yawm alladhi yashakku fihi nas faqad asa abil qasim. Whoever fasts the day wherein the people are in doubt, then they have disobeyed Abil Qasim. So, uh, I mean disobeyed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, Shaykh Mansur is saying that this is the day of shak, right? And the illa, the reason is, annana tabayyana annahu lam yadkhul Ramadan ba'd. That it's become clear that when we looked out on the 30th night, and there was nothing blocking the ru'ya, there was nothing blocking the sight of the moon, and we couldn't see it, so it became clear and obvious that there is no uh, moon on that night. Therefore, we shouldn't fast it. Taib, so that was the first situation. The second situation, that on the 30th night, the night is not clear. Rather, there is a barrier of uh, clouds between us and the sighting of the moon possible sighting of the moon, or Qatar, or uh, hazy dust, or Nahwi Dalik, or something similar to that, maybe fog for example. So the ruling in this situation is that it's obligatory to fast the next day, okay? So the 30th day of Sha'ban in this situation would be obligatory to be fast. Ramadan, As a ihtiyat, ihtiyat is out of care, okay? out of care that it could be Ramadan. So you fast the next day, ihtiyatan, with the niyyah of Ramadan. And the evidence that they use for this from the evidences in Bukhari al-Muslim, the hadith of Abil Umar radiallahu anhumah, the Prophet sallallahu said, Sumu li ru'yatihi wa aftiru li ru'yatihi fa in ghumma alaykum faqdiru lahu. 
that fast when you see the moon, meaning start the month when you see the moon, and break the month when you see the moon. But if you don't see the moon in the beginning of the month, on the 30th, this is what the ulama intend from the hadith. The hadith doesn't necessarily mean what I'm saying. It's what the ulama, the explanation that we're taking, is what they intend from this hadith. So if you don't see the uh, the moon on the 30th night, they make taqdeer of it, make estimation of uh, of the moon or of the month. And the meaning of make estimation is as follows. And is that you restrict the month of Sha'ban to 29. So in the situation with the night on the 30th, okay, on the night of the 30th, you cannot see the moon because there are clouds or something of that nature, which is blocking your ru'ya, which is blocking your sight of the moon, possible sighting of the moon. Then in this situation, you make taqdi, you restrict the month of uh, Sha'ban to 29 days. So the 30th day for you will be fasting. Sorry, and, and also from the understanding of taqdeer, of iqdiru uh, is they get from the Quran, وَمَنْ قُدِرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقُهُ فَلْيُنْفِقْ that whoever that whoever's um, Allah is saying that whoever has restriction in his rizq, then he gives from that which he is able to give, right? So qudira in the Quran means to restrict. So they took this meaning of restrict and applied it to the hadith where the Prophet said that if you do not see the moon, then make taqdeer faqdiru lahu means to restrict. So what they did, they said that the month of Sha'ban on the 30th. If you don't see the, on the 30th night, you don't see the moon, then you make restriction of the month by bringing it to 29. And the 30th day for you will be the first day of Ramadan. Ihtiyatan, out of care. So Sheikh Mansur, he said, أَنَّهُ مَرْوِي أَنْ جَمْنَ الصَّحَابَ مِنْهُمْ So it's, it's um, related from a group of the Sahaba, radiyallahu anhum, and from them is the one who narrated the hadith that we just mentioned in Bukhari al-Muslim. So this hadith in Bukhari and Muslim was narrated by Ibn Umar. So from Ibn Umar and other companions, they narrated the following, as mentioned in uh, Al-Kubra of Imam Al-Bayhaqi. They mentioned this athar, this uh, statement of the companions, some of the companions. They said, لِأَنْ أَسُومَ يَوْمًا مِنْ شَعْبَانِ That I fast a day from Sha'ban. أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِنْ أَنْ أُفْتِرَ يَوْمًا مِنْ رَمَضَانِ is more beloved to me than I do not fast a day from Ramadan. So they're saying in a situation like this where we have to make taqdeer and we're not 100% sure that it's going to be Ramadan the next day, it's more beloved to me that I fast rather than missing a day from Ramadan. This is what they're saying. وَهَذَا مَعْنُ قَوْلُهُ and this is the meaning, all that we've mentioned is the meaning of is the meaning of the author's statement where he said that if between you and the sighting, possible sighting of the moon is clouds or dust or something of that nature, then the um, apparent ruling of the madhab is that you should fast this day. to Thani and Ahmed, a second narration from Imam Ahmed, so, a second riwayah, second narration from Imam Ahmed and some of the Imams of the Madhab, they say now this day where you didn't see the moon on the 30th night, the next day, you shouldn't fast it. Okay? Even if there was something between you and the possible sighting of the moon. Because this, in their estimation, 
is the day of shak, is the day of doubt, and that would go back to the hadith of Ammar uh, ibn Yasir radiallahu anhu that we mentioned. Man salman yawm alladhi yashakku fihi nas faqad asra abil qasim. That whoever fasts the day when people are in doubt, then he has disobeyed Abul Qasim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay? And this is the statement of the majority of the ulama and from the Hanbali scholars. Ikhtaruhu ibn Taymiyyah, ibn Taymiyyah, and ibn Muflih. Uh, rather, Ibn Taymiyyah, he said, La yustahab sallamu. Ibn Taymiyyah said, it's not recommended to fast this day, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. The author, he says, وَإِنْ رُوِيَا نَهَارًا فَهُوَ لَيْلَةِ الْمُقْبِلَةِ And if the um, moon is seen during the day, okay, now there is some discussion whether this is before Zawal or after Zawal, but uh, in both situations the ruling applies inshallah and Allah knows best. So if the uh, moon is seen during the day, then it's to be considered the moon of the following night. إِذَا رَأَ النَّاسَ الْهِلَالَ نَهَارًا Sheikh Mansur says that if the people, they see the, the moon during the day, فَإِنَّهُ يُعْتَبَرْ لَيْلَةِ الْمُقْبِلَةِ Then it's to be considered for as being the moon of the following night. سَوَاءً كَانَ ذَلِكَ فِي التَّاسِ وَالْإِشْرِينَ Whether that is in the 20th, 29th day, أو في ثلاثين, or in the 30th day. سَوَاءً رُؤْيَ فِي ثلاثين قَبْلَ زَوَالْ أَوْ بَعْدَهُ Whether that has been seen before Zawal, uh, before midday or after midday. طيب. The author says, وَإِذَا رَآهُ أَهْلُ بَلَدٍ لَزِمَ النَّاسِ كُلُّهُمَ الصَّوْمُ If the people of a land see the moon, then it's obligatory upon all of them to fast. It's obligatory upon all of them to fast. What does this mean? Sheikh Mansur, he says, إِذَا رُؤِيَ الْهِلَالِ فِي بَلَدٍ If the moon is seen in a place, فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ يَكُونْ رُؤِيَ مُعْتَبَرَ لِغَيْرِهِمْ مِنَ الْبُلْدَانِ Then that ru'ya, then that sighting is going to be one which is considered legally as a sighting for everybody else in every other land. وَحِينَهَا يَلْزِمُ أَهْلُ الْأَرْضِ كُلُّهُمْ عَمَلًا بِتِلْكَ الرُؤْيَةِ And in this situation, then all of the earth has to act upon the sighting which was first found. Okay, that's what he's saying. So the sighting which was announced in uh, land and it's been made public, then that ru'ya is for everybody in every land. We have the hadith uh, that we mentioned previously in Bukhari, where the Prophet ﷺ said, Sumu li ru'yatihi wa li Fast when you all see the moon and break the fast when you all see the moon. So the wajhu dalala the point of evidence from the hadith is that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned it in plural context, okay, not mufrat. He mentioned it in uh, plural context with the wawul jama'ah, that when, when you all see the moon, then start to fast. And when you all see the moon, then break the fast. And verily, the moon was seen, so everybody has to fast. Because it's been now... Uh, it's now made certain that it's Ramadan and the khitab, the address from the Sharia, from the from the Sharia, the Quran and the Sunnah is for the whole of the Ummah in this situation from this hadith. A qawl thani, another riwayah in the madhab, another narration in the madhab, and al-mu'tabar fi dhalik huwa ikhtilaf al-mutaliq wa ittifaqiha. That what you have to look at is what is known as al-ikhtilaf al-mutaliq, is that Let's, let's keep reading. So whenever the moon is seen in a particular uh, land, then that land 
it's obligatory upon them to fast. وَلَا مَنْ يُوَافِقُهُمْ فِي الْمَطْلَةِ وَالْمَنْزِلَةِ الْهِلَالِ And whoever else has the same moon sighting. Whoever else from their land is possibly able for them to see that moon. Okay? Then in this situation, they it's obligatory upon them to fast. Whereas those who live in a land so far away that they're unable to see that same moon sighting, then it's not obligatory upon them. And this is what the opinion of Imam Ibn Taymiyyah from the Hanbali scholars, and it's also the opinion of Imam Shafi'i, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. So this is known as Iqtilaf al-Mutaliq. The author, he says, And the fasting is obligatory if one person sees it who is Adl. What is Adl? It's made as a condition in the description of the one who sees the moon, Al-Adala, that the person has Adala. والعدل هو من حافظ على الواجبات and عدل is the one who um, who is continual and punctual upon the obligatory acts which Islam has made obligatory وترك الكبائر and the leaving off of the major sins ولم يصر على الصغائر and the person doesn't persist upon the minor sins ويكفي في هذا واحد so in this situation one person suffices as being um, a legitimate sighting of the moon. What well, the deal in uh, Abi Dawood, uh, the deal, the evidence is from Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, where he said, Tara al nasu Tara al nasu The people went out and they were looking for the moon. So I saw it. So I told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi So the Prophet fasted and he ordered the people to fast due to my sighting of the moon. So based upon this, it's um, accepted if, that, if the person is added that the person citing, even though he's one, is sufficient for the month of Ramadan to be legally now considered to have started. Sheikh Samir Sukhair, in his explanation of role, he mentions an interesting point. He said that the quality of adala, which Imam al-Hajawi is mentioning, is something which is very rare today. You know, somebody who is punctual all the time upon the obligatory deeds and stays away from the major sins and doesn't fall into uh, continual um, acting upon minor sins. And also some ulama, they add that the person has maru'a, that the person has uh, maru'a. Um, then it's very difficult to find this kind of person. So Sheikh Samir Suqay said that some of the ulama, they said that as long as the person is thiqa, as long as the person is trustworthy in general, okay, and he's trustworthy in his sighting, that he has the strength of eyesight, then this is what suffices. Because it's hard to imagine a Muslim that even though he falls into sins, whether it be major or minor, that he would then come and lie to the authorities about having sighted the moon, knowing that based upon his sighting, millions and millions of people are going to yani, um, do the act of worship based upon his sighting. So it's unlikely, very unlikely that a person, even though he may commit sins, would play around in this matter and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Uh, the author he says, Walau untha, walau untha, even if it's a woman, meaning that even if it's a woman that cites the month, even if it's one woman that cites the month and she has the descriptions that we mentioned, then the citing would be valid. Uh, the author he said, low. What do we mean by low at times? I've mentioned this many a time in previous lessons. What does low indicate to us? Question to yourselves. Ahsant, barakallahu feek. Zakallah khair. So there's a difference of opinion. 
on this issue, whether in the madhab or a strong difference of opinion outside of the madhab. لا فرق في الرؤية بين الذكر والأنثى. So Sheikh Mansour said there's no difference between the رؤية of the male or the female. فالمل فالمرأة كالرجل يقبل قولها في دخول شهر. So a woman is like the man in this situation. Her statement is accepted for the month to have entered. والعلة أنه خبر ديني. And the reason for this is that it's a خبر ديني. That it's an it's a خبر ديني. That it's pertaining to uh, the matters of the religion. فَقُبِلَ خَبْرُهَا بِهِ كَالْرِوَاءَةِ So her, uh, her narration is accepted like it is accepted in a hadith, narrating a hadith. Okay? وَلَا فَرْقْ بَيْنَ الْحُرْ وَالْعَبْدِ كَذَلِكَ And there's no difference between the free person or the slave likewise. Whether the free person or the slave or it's a male or female sees the moon as long as they fit the descriptions that we mentioned, then the month is legally now started. The author he says, فَإِنْ صَامُوا بِشَهَادَةِ وَاحَدٍ ثَلَاثِينَ يَوْمًا فَلَمْ يُرَى الْهِلَالِ If the people, they fasted the month of Ramadan, 30 fasts, and this fasting was based upon the shahada, was based upon the testimony of one person sighting the moon in the beginning of the month or for the beginning of the month. And now at the end of the month, after having fasted 30, فَلَمْ يُرَى الْهِلَالِ Then the moon has not been sighted or... Or they fasted that day of shak, according to the secondary wire, that day, the 30th day, uh, where there was on the 30th night something blocking the possible sighting of the moon. In these two situations that we just mentioned, the people, they don't break their fasting. They have to fast the next day. Okay? Sheikh Mansour, he said, the author is pointing to that which is pertaining to the the mistake which has been gotten in sighting the moon. And the author has mentioned for this issue two surah, two scenarios. If the people they fasted the month of Ramadan based upon the sighting of one person, a وَصَامُوا ثَلَاثِينَ يَوْمًا And they fasted 30 days. مَعَ ذَلِكْ لَمْ يَرَوْا الْهِلَالِ With that being the case, they fasted 30 days and it was due, uh, it started with one person sighting the moon and they haven't seen the moon to end the month, they haven't seen the moon of the next month. فَإِنَّهُمْ لَا يُفْتِرُونَ So in this situation, they are not allowed to break their fast. لِأَنَّ الْخُرُوجُ شَهْرٌ لَا يُثْبِتْ إِلَّا بِرُؤْيَةِ عَدْلَيْنِ Because the ruling in the madhab is that the khuruj of the shahr to come out of the month, it's not acceptable except with the sighting of two people who have adala, two people who have the descriptions of adala. فَلَا يَجُوزْ أَنْ يَسْتَنِدَا إِلَى رُؤْيَةِ وَاحِدْ So it's not permissible in the coming out of the month of Ramadan to base this upon the sighting of one person. وَهُوَ الَّذِي شَهِدَ بِرُؤْيَةِ الْهِلَالِ رَمَضَانِ طيب وَلِأَنَّهُ لَمْ يُرَى الْهِلَالِ فَهَذَا أَمَارَةٌ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ شَاهِدْ بِهِلَالِ رَمَضَانِ قَدْ أَخْطَأَ And due to the fact that the hilal, the moon of the next month has not been seen, this is an amara, this is an indication and a sign that the sighting of the beginning of Ramadan was a mistake. Therefore, the people that have to fast the next day. Al-Surah the second scenario, that if the people, they fasted the 30th day of Sha'ban, and they fasted this due to the 30th night, there was 
clouding etc blocking the view and in this situation they have fasted Ramadan 30 days uh, and even so they didn't see the, the moon of Shawwal so again in this situation because they haven't seen uh, the moon of Shawwal and because they fasted based upon the issue uh, that we described of the 30th night of Sha'ban then they are not allowed to uh, break their fast, rather they have to fast the next day. And the reason, given the technical reason, is that their first their fasting of the first day of Ramadan in this situation was ihtiyatun. It wasn't based on yaqeen, rather it was based on possibility and care, right? Not on clarity and not on uh, clear sighting. So in these situations, they have to fast the next day. The author, he says, I think this is our last point for today. And if a person sees the sighting of the moon of Ramadan by himself and his testimony is rejected, or he sees the sighting of Shawwal and his testimony is re rejected, then in both cases he has to fast. So if he knows that what he saw is the uh, moon of Ramadan, the Hilal of Ramadan, excuse me, then he has to fast even if his testimony is rejected. And in the end of the month, if his testimony is rejected for seeing the uh, moon of Shawwal, then he has to also Fast. He has to continue the fasting. The reason, the person is sure that this sighting that he saw is from Ramadan. Therefore, it becomes uh, incumbent upon him that he fasts. Like, similarly, if the ruler was to give the ruling that you have to fast, the whole community, his individual sighting is the same ruling for him. It has the same validity. And whoever sees the Hilal of Shawwal Wahdahu, okay, and whoever sees the the, the month of Shawwal, the, the moon of Shawwal by himself, and it's required that there be two witnesses. So in this situation, again, if his testimony is rejected for the sighting of Shawwal, then he has to fast wala yuftar. The Prophet ﷺ in the hadith in Tirmidhi said, Al-Fitr yawma tuftirun, wal-adha yawma tudahun. Okay? And that the fitr, the breaking of the fast, is the day you all break, meaning Eid al-Fitr is the day you all celebrate Eid al-Fitr as a community. You've all agreed that the month has come to an end. And the day that you make adha, the day of adha, again, is based upon communal uh, agreement. Another opinion in the madhab, a second opinion of Ibn Aqil, who's from the companions, Ta'ala of Imam Ahmad, Ta'ala, who said that there is no fasting in this situation. In these two situations with the person, um, sorry, in the end situation of Shawwal, where the person has seen uh, the moon of Shawwal, whether it's one person or two people, and their testimony has been rejected for whatever reason, then upon these two people, they shouldn't fast because they know that they saw the moon of Shawwal. Right, so for them they shouldn't fast. Rather, what they should do is they should uh, make iftar, but they should make it secretly. Secretly, why? In order to keep 
the hurmah of Ramadan, in order to keep the sanctity of Ramadan in the eyes of the people, and in order that people will make uh, accusation uh, of them having a deficiency in their religion. And we'll stop here, inshallah. Uh, anything which was correct Rasulullah subhanahu wa ta'ala the shortcomings and mistakes was from myself and shaitan I ask Allah to make this beneficial for us and have you in a scale of good deeds Amin. if you have any questions then feel free uh, point to note that starting from this lesson everything we do in Ramadan is going to be tested heavily in terms of understanding the text uh, thoroughly so I'm not going to ask you really and truly on too many uh, differences of opinions, whether within the madhab or out. Actually, we don't deal with uh, opinions outside of the madhab. I'm not going to ask you of second opinions in the madhab, but I am going to ask you questions upon the text itself and for you to understand the rulings based upon the text and for you to give me evidences uh, that I have mentioned to you. So please revise diligently for this chapter that we are taking newly. Any questions, feel free.